listening to the Gold Biz Podcast, episode number 89. Okay, so no joke, I have been asked this question at least like seven times in the last week, so I figured this is a good time of year, especially to talk about it. So I'm going to share with you how I structure my days and my year to help me maximize productivity and how I actually get stuff done. You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast with Rachel Traxler, a traveling wedding photographer turned creative business entrepreneur. Each week, Rachel brings you purpose-driven action to become the ambitious entrepreneur you are meant to be. We'll dive into topics such as life, business, failures and successes, and being the best version of yourself you can be. This is a warm and positive space for all creative entrepreneurs to come together, inspire, and grow. Because every day is an opportunity to shine here at the Gold Biz Podcast. Now here's your host, Rachel Traxler. Hello, sunshines, and welcome back to the Gold Biz Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Traxler. Again, people have asked, Rachel, how are you doing all of these things and growing your business? and on top of being a mom and being pregnant and all the things. And I really thought about it for a second because honestly, there's a lot of umbrellas under my business. I run my wedding photography business. I have my associate photographer team. I have my coaching program. I have my online education and digital courses and products. I have this podcast. I have my YouTube channel and all the other social media platforms. There's a lot and a lot goes under each of these umbrellas too, that each one is almost an entire business model in itself. So it's a lot to keep and manage with. And I think something that no one tells you as you grow your business is you become more of a visionary and a team leader of these things who manage the decisions that also it's a new challenge for you to step into. And it's a hard thing to navigate as you are transitioning into that too. So in today's episode, I want to tell you my secrets on how it's all possible for me and how I structure my days and even years to make sure that I'm actually growing my business and making things happen. But first off, before I go into anything, any backstory of like what I have going on, I do not want you to think that I do this alone because (laughs) I do not. I will scream that from the rooftops forever that it takes an absolute village for me personally anyways. It's just a lot of work and a lot of things that go into it that I do not do it by myself. It was hard a little bit at first to kind of let go of that control. And now I see the value in help and guidance. And I don't hesitate in investing into an area I know is going to help see me both an ROI, a return on investment and an ROT, which is a return on time, because time is the one thing you cannot get back. And at this stage of my life, it's the most important thing to me as my babies are little and my babies are growing. I want to spend as much time with my family as possible. That's just where I'm at in my life. And so those two things are very important to me. And another thing too, is I really, I also do not want to pretend like I'm some productivity guru and some productivity queen because I'm going to be real. I'm not. And I'm not someone who just has it all figured out. And I'm running this perfect life and perfect business because we all know that is far from the truth. And if you don't know that, you now do because it is not like that. I am all over the place still too. I have my systems and my what works for me, but I'm not some perfectionist that has 
all of life's secrets figured out. And I just want to be honest with that with you on that too. But I also feel like that gives you some light and some, you know, motivation to know, okay, well, if she does it, then I can definitely do it too. So I'm just doing the best I can and sharing on what I've learned and what works for me so that maybe it can help you too. But a quick little breakdown before anything of what my village, air quotes, looks like currently. So right now I have Trent and we were so fortunate enough to be able to kind of retire him in a sense so that he can come work with me in my business and just spend more family time together. And to be honest, we're still navigating his task list and his responsibilities, but this in itself has allowed me to just cut some outsourcing costs elsewhere and just have him do it if he feels called to do it, if he feels motivated by it, if he likes and enjoys doing it. Because that is something that's really important to me on my team is that everyone loves what they're doing, is really motivated and inspired and driven to do it. And if not, we'll have someone else do it. But in terms of Trent, he is also the best super dad there is. Honestly, I couldn't not, I could not do it without him, at least having his help with everything, even just like life related too, in terms of stuff around the house or just like helping watch Hazel when needed too. He's just... He's been so patient and understanding when it comes to my business. He's so supportive. He's the reason, honestly, all of this can work even too. And on top of that too, because he is starting to do more work within the business, we also have a nanny who comes in two to three days a week, depending on what our schedule for the week looks like, so that Trent can also get his part done. And that also just gives us some extra time to concentrate on what we need to get done. And then that way we can also be really present parents when that time is that we're not working so that we don't feel like we have to try to juggle it. I can be very present in my work when I need to, and I can be very present as a mom when I need to as well. So that in itself has also been a huge blessing. So I have Trent and we also have our nanny who is a huge blessing. And then the next one is my OBM, my online business manager, Katrina. She is what makes this entire thing go around and round and actually happen. Honestly, I could just cry when I think of her. She is the just the absolute biggest blessing I've ever like in my in my business I've ever had. She's the one setting everything up basically on the back end, making sure things are connected and actually happening and running and things just wouldn't be the way they are without her. And especially as my coaching program has grown a crazy amount this year, more than I honestly ever expected. She's really stepped into the role of managing the program in terms of the students and tracking progress creating and scheduling posts and all those things, which has really just been able to help me take a step back and focus on the actual coaching part of it all. So I'm also not trying to like juggle and manage everything else. I can just really focus on what I'm good at and stay in my zone of genius. And I'm forever thankful for that. She also really helps set up my funnels with my freebies and the course, my courses in the back end, all my digital products. And she plugs in all of my email sequences, et cetera, make sure all those things happen. She takes these podcast episodes. She turns them into blog posts. She manages my Tailwind and my Pinterest. She'll also monitor my inbox if I need additional support there and can't answer emails as much. Honestly, anything business management related, she's there. She does it. She's got it. So again, I'm just forever grateful for her in so many ways. And then the next is Fawn. She's my podcast manager. This podcast, I can tell you right now, would not happen without her. I am so thankful because all I have to do is hit record and show up and just be able to provide you guys the content that I can and I do and I can focus on that. And Fawn is just the brains behind everything else. And Honestly, I don't think I'd have a podcast without her, to be completely honest. She is the one that's helping me reach out to guests, uh, manage all of the guests, 
gathering all the information to put into the intros, the show notes, the SEO behind it, everything, the marketing, the graphics. She has all the ideas for the marketing. She creates those audiograms and all those things. She edits the episodes for me. So again, all I have to do is create the content of what I want to talk about, press record, and that is it. And she has just single-handedly just gifted me the ability to truly be present and step into my zone of genius without having to worry about anything else. And that's the biggest gift I could ever ask for. Again, I'm just so grateful, so blessed for this. And again, this podcast probably is one of my favorite things in my business and that I've done in my business because I just love talking it out and I love sharing my heart and my experiences with you. And Fawn helps make that possible for me. So having that is a huge blessing. The next is my newest team edition as I started recently my YouTube channel a little bit more seriously. So London, she helps me edit and upload and she helps with the SEO. She helps manage that for me again. So all I have to do is really show up, hit record and talk. And this is something that is a big goal for me. I'd love to be more consistent in 2023. So I really hope you follow along with me on YouTube. (laughs) Make sure to follow me at Rachel Traxler on YouTube because again, this is going to be a big goal for me for 2023 to be more consistent on it. It'll kind of be a mix of education and lifestyle. So it's like education and vlogs of my life too, kind of all in one, which I kind of really enjoy doing. That is something that's exciting for me for this coming year ahead. And then another thing I've been able to do is I've also added on two new coaches into my coaching program this year, which has been a beautiful blessing to just grow and scale this program and offer even more expertise to my students, more than I even thought that I'd be able to or would be able to. So I have a copy coach and a Pinterest and blogging coach in the program. And that in a lump sum is my small but mighty team right there. Uh, We've been able to just kind of condense down with adding Trent to the team. It's just kind of allowed us to put some tasks on him and just really condense down and really focus on who I have on the team now. And it's it's amazing. So as you can see too, I kind of have stepped into the role of the visionary and the coach and a podcaster and a lead photographer because I still do enjoy photographing and stuff like that. So I can just really show up and do what I am good at, which is also the beauty in being able to get the things done that I need to get done. So we're gonna head right into the good stuff now, how I actually structure my days to make it happen. So number one is the big three and then tap into your sprinkle list. And this is a method that I personally do and I like to tell my students to do too. The big three is picking three tasks of the day that you know you need to get done in order to feel like you had a super productive day at the end of the day and is going to move the business forward. So those are two major key points when you're creating your big three. You can either write this down the night before or the morning of whatever works best for you, but especially you need to write it down because by writing it down and having it in front of your face by your computer, it'll just be easier for you to kind of stay on track and know that this is what you need to get done first. And then, you know, you can get done the rest of things because let's be real, it's so easy to get distracted by a million things during the day. So by keeping that right by your computer front of mind, you can get these things done first thing. But I also don't want you to get confused between a big three list and a to-do list because they are very different. To-do lists are long, tedious, maybe simple tasks that are kind of never ending. You'll always have an adding to-do list. So those are things that just need to get done to keep up with running your business, but not things that are actually going to grow you forward. And then if you do end up getting those three things done, 
then you can tap into your like little sprinkle to-do list, which is basically your to-do list. And sometimes they're bigger tasks and sometimes they're smaller tasks. But if you can get them done, you're going to walk away from the day feeling so dang good knowing you got those big three things done that you know are moving your business forward. Because I don't know about you, but I have had days where I'm working, air quotes, all day. But then by the end of the day, I'm like, what the heck did I even get done today? Like, what did I even do? What did I accomplish? And that's exactly what happens to me still if I do not create my big three list. I just work and work and have no idea what I got done. I'm confused. Did I even do anything to help bring my business forward? Was I just kind of keeping up and managing, doing little tedious tasks to avoid the big tasks? I have to really ask myself that question. So these three things should be moving the needle forward in your business and not just keeping up with it. For example, finish editing a gallery is a to-do list task, not a big three task. A big three task would be reach out and connect with that vendor or finish that welcome guide or start that email list, something that's actually going to grow your business forward not just cross off to-do lists. The next part of how I kind of structure my day is really take advantage of time. I personally do not really time block as much. I know that's a method a lot of people use, but that's honestly just not realistic for me all the time, especially with Hazel being unpredictable or Trent having things come up too. It's hard for me to stick to certain time blocks. I usually just stick to my big three and I get them done no matter what. No matter what time of day, no matter what happens is what thrown at me as long as I get those big three things done. And then if I have time from there, I tap into my sprinkle list. Even if that means that I have kind of have to crack open my laptop after Hazel goes to bed at night, which in this season of my life has admittedly been a little bit more often than not, unfortunately. I don't love that because I used to have such set boundaries about being done with work when Trent got home. But that's just what I need to do sometimes, honestly, during this season. And that's okay. That's where I'm at. And that will pass. It's just a season. But what I mean by taking advantage of time is that when my nanny is here or Hazel is taking a nap or something, I do not waste a single second. Honestly, I barely even take breaks because I take advantage of that time to its fullest. And what I mean by that is I do the things that I cannot do if I am with Hazel. For example, I do phone calls, I do coaching calls, I do podcast interviews, meetings, etc. Those are all scheduled when I have a nanny or I do when Hazel is napping. I never do any of those things during times that I can't do with Hazel. If I have Hazel and my laptop is out, I can send maybe a couple emails or edit a couple sneak peeks or something like that while she's playing around. But I don't waste my time with those tedious tasks when I do have the help. So restructuring where those time blocks are for you and what they look like. Maybe you know that you're most productive in the morning. So you know you need to get your big three things done in the morning. Maybe you know it's the afternoon for you. So maybe that's when you're going to time block and look at that. Or simply asking yourself the honest question, are you truly taking advantage of your time? Because before I had Hazel, I would get to the end of the day, like I said, and I said, what did I even get done? I was so unproductive because I didn't have that thing that was forcing me to utilize that short window of time that I did have. And I honestly say that having Hazel made me so much more productive and a way better business owner because of that forced productivity that had to happen. So either way, no matter what, I want you to ask yourself honestly, are you honestly utilizing and making the most of your time that you have? And then that combined with doing the big three will make the biggest difference. I promise you that. And then number three, what is moving you forward? So we talked about this with the big three method, but are you just keeping up with running your business or are you actually doing the things that are growing it forward? Because newsflash, I hate to say it, but editing a gallery 
and getting the gallery sent out is not moving your business forward. It's not. It may feel good crossing it off your to-do list, not even your big three list, but your to-do list. But by editing a gallery, it isn't propelling your business forward. It's just keeping up. So I have my students every week comment their steps to success, which are their big three for the week. And I challenge them to map it out and put it out there so that they're actually getting it done and growing forward. Because a lot of photographers think they're doing the things and they're working so hard in their business. And they are. You are because there's a million things and a million tasks to do at all times. It never goes away, like I said. But what ends up happening is you're just running the hamster wheel of keeping up that you run out of time for marketing and lead generation and making connections and all those things because those are more so the things that are going to help you gain more visibility and grow and actually move your business forward. And obviously, before focusing on those things, you need to have your systems and your foundation set. Otherwise, you're just funneling people into a dead end. But I challenge you to ask yourself, what can I do today that is going to grow my business? Is that what's going to help me get more inquiries or that is going to allow me more time to spend on what I need to do? Ask yourself those questions and really reflect. And then number four is outsource timely tasks, which this leads into, you know, outsourcing, outsourcing those things that take up a lot of your time that aren't necessarily moving your business forward rather than just keeping up. Because chances are that is someone else's zone of genius that you are trying so hard to do for yourself that you end up spending so much time in something that's maybe not your zone of genius and someone else can do it better, honestly. But having someone else do it for you is going to help you and it's what's needed to grow forward. So maybe identify what is taking up the most of your time. Maybe that's editing or maybe that's emails or what are you doing that you just don't enjoy or where is most of your time being spent that just doesn't necessarily require you to get done. So I'm not saying that the timely tasks aren't important because obviously they need to get done. They are so important to keep going. But I'm saying sometimes having someone else help you with those things who are really good at it and can be more efficient at it, get those things done better. It allows you to be able to hand it over and step out of that role a little bit so that you can focus on the tasks that really require you, that really require your face, your communication, that you are the face of your brand if that's what it looks like. So being able to outsource the things that don't require you will help you be able to step in your role so much better. So that's a little bit about how I structure my days. And then we're going to talk about how I structure my years. And someone asked me too how I keep track of these things. If I have a spreadsheet, an Excel sheet, a Google sheet, or whatever to keep track of these things. The answer, honestly, is no. I'm kind of old school. I have a notebook or a sticky note or something by me that I just write down my big three. And that's what I have for the day. Right there, I write it down. I have it. Or if I'm on the go and I want to make sure that, okay, this is something I need to get done. This is a big three for me tomorrow. I'll just make a new little to-do task in my Google Calendar and I'll write my big three in my Google Calendar. Sometimes I'll do both. I just make sure they are written down so I know each day what my big three things are. Or if it's a lighter week for me or it's a more busier week, sometimes my big three looks like a big three for the week. So you can structure that however you need to. And then how I structure my years. So when I look at my year as a whole, I first start out, I map out my annual yearly goals. What do I want to accomplish this year? So what booking goals do I have set for myself? What income goals do I have set for myself? What personal goals do I have set for myself? All of those things. So I have my big goals. And then from there, I break 
break it down into quarters. What does each quarter look like that will help me get there? How many weddings do I need to book each quarter to be on track for that goal? And how much revenue do I need to be bringing in to make sure that I'm on track for my income goal? And then after that, I break it down into months. So there's three months and a quarter. What do I need to do this month to make sure that my quarterly goals are being met and actually happen? Because if I'm hitting my quarterly goals, I'm going to be on track to hit my annual goals. And if I'm hitting my monthly goals, I'm going to be on track to hit my quarterly goals. So if I have to book three weddings per quarter, that means one wedding needs to be booked per month. And then having known that from there, I break it down to a weekly level. What do I need to do this week to make sure I am booking that one wedding this month or I'm hitting X amount of money this month, whatever that goal may look like. Then from there on a daily level, that's when I do my big three. So that's where if you know what your yearly goals are and your quarterly goals and your monthly goals and all that stuff, you can break them down like this and all the way down. You break them down as small as you can get. And then that way I have such a more clear direction on what I'm doing and I'm not just feeling like I'm keeping up, I know that what I'm doing is actually moving me forward to my weekly goal, my monthly goal, my quarterly goal, and my annual goal. So by having that too, that just helps me and allows me to find that motivation to know that what I'm doing is actually serving and focusing towards what my actual goals are. And I'm not just trying to get things done to get done. So that's how I structure my years. I really just take my goals and I break them down into smaller sections. And then another question I get asked is how to find motivation. Like how do you find the motivation to be able to continue and do all these things? And honestly, I'm human. So we all go through ebbs and flows of feeling really productive and then maybe seasons of just like in times of just needing more rest. And I also think if you're a female, it's so cool to me how that kind of aligns with your menstrual cycle too, because after learning about that, it totally makes sense for me too. So I think that's something really cool to think into and like lean into a little bit. But I also just really listen to my body when I feel like I need the rest or I'm feeling unmotivated. I listen to it because I'm someone who naturally is just hardworking and motivated in general. But also if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it and I don't force it. If I want to sit on the couch and watch TV for the afternoon, just like mindless TV or like YouTube videos, and I just want to shut off, I do. Like I don't even hesitate. I just do. So there's days like that for me for sure. And that's okay. We... As he, like we weren't meant or programmed to work 24-7. So you need to listen to your body when those times hit because I promise when you can find that rest, it's going to obviously just prevent you from burnout. It's, it's when you force yourself and push yourself to work through those times that you're probably going to experience burnout. So you might also experience burnout if you're not doing maybe what truly makes you happy and what you are called to do and that you are aligned with. So making sure that what you're doing, you feel really aligned with too. That almost, you should start with that to make sure. So for example, if being a photographer makes you really happy, but editing, the editing just drives you to the ground and you just dread it and you do not like it, then maybe it's time to look into getting some help with editing so that you can stay in your happy lane and continue to enjoy what you do. I personally think the worst kind of burnout is the kind that comes from doing something you're not aligned with or not called to do. Because we all have years or seasons that we overbook ourselves. Yes, that happens, but we get through it. 
we get over it. We learn from that we from it that we don't want to take that much, but it's the doing the things in unalignment that will knock you down the absolute most. Now, of course, on the flip side, if you don't find yourself being like that all the time and just having a hard time finding that motivation to work at all, then maybe you need to ask yourself, what is your motivation? What's the deeper meaning and drive behind what you do, why you do? And then ask yourself, why, why, why over and over again until you can go so, so deep. So I was recently on a friend's podcast with Joy Michelle and we were talking about this and she asked me, and for me, anytime I go deep and keep asking myself the why behind anything I do, the deepest, deepest layer I always get to is in my faith and the serving part of my life. And then all the other deeper things that I hit on the way down to that final one, which is my faith, such as like my family, my babies, serving people, helping others find success and happiness and having the finances to be able to do things, having the freedom, having the flexibility, all those things that I hit on the way down to the very, very root cause. It's always rooted in my faith, to be honest. So asking yourself, what? Just keep going deep and keep asking yourself why to find that motivation. Because I promise you, once you write those things down and you realize, okay, this is why I'm doing this, you're going to be motivated to do those things and make those things happen. So whatever that looks like for you, it's just so much easier to find that motivation when you can think of these things and write them down and just know them so they're top of mind. Something I also love, love to do is I have a dream or like a vision board right above my desk with all of my goals, all of my dreams, what I want to accomplish, the why and why I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish and photos of my family goals and all those things that I want to hit so that I can remind myself what I need to be doing to make those happen and the rewards that will come from hitting these goals, all those things. I love looking at that board every single day when I'm working. It just helps me stay rooted in the meaning and the motivation that I have behind my business. But that is kind of a a quick overview view of my business right now, what it looks like to have a team helping me work and helping me get things done, knowing I don't do this alone, having that help, knowing how I structure my days, how I structure my years, how I find that motivation. That's a little bit of an insight of to where I'm at right now. So I really hope you guys resonated with something, at least something from this episode. I really hope you did. And if you liked it, make sure to screenshot it and share it to your stories so that I can see which episode you're loving the most and also share the love in return. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you so much. Keep shining and we'll see you next time.